up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 114, Brand Awareness Part 2. If you like what you hear, please be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening, to leave a review so more people can find us, and to share this with your business besties. Also, as you know, if you've been listening, I have coaching slots available for the second half of the year. The beauty of marketing coaching is that it takes the indecision out of the marketing planning process for you. Let me help you make marketing decisions that will move you closer to those big impossible goals and dreams that you've had for years since you set out on this entrepreneurial journey. Visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute marketing chat, or send me a DM on Instagram. I love chatting with you guys. You can even send me a voice note there. You know I love to talk, especially about marketing and especially about your marketing problems. Lastly, are you checking out our daily journal prompt episodes? You can find those wherever you subscribe to this podcast. Just make sure you have your subscription notification turned on so that you get a little notification every time I release a new journal prompt episodes. These are really fun, short marketing mindset shifts to help you market your business throughout your day. All right. How are you guys doing today? I am all right. I am all right. It looks like we are heading into a week of rain here in Illinois, so I'm like a little apprehensive about that. I love to be outside, especially this time of year, so hopefully the weather report is wrong. However, and wherever this finds you today, I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to follow up on the recent brand awareness episode, episode number 112, Um, and give you some more practical action items that you can take with you. That episode was more about the brand awareness mindset and how you're in control of brand awareness. And I realized after talking with some of you about that episode, um, also I loved how much you guys loved the Tupac (laughs) reference in the episode. That made my day. I was unsure about putting that in there, and it's just... It just reinforces that whenever you are yourself and you default to whatever is authentic and genuine for you, that resonates with people, and it did. So I love that. Thank you for reaching out to me about and telling me your thoughts on that episode. Um, And also in conversation about that episode, it was brought to my attention that I didn't give you examples of how to generate brand awareness, brand awareness action items, like not in detail. Um, So this episode is for you if you are looking to create brand awareness around a new product or service that you're launching, or you're just looking to grow your business right now, whether that's with sales, clients, or otherwise. Um, The mindset of 
if I build it, they will come, doesn't apply to growing your business and your brand. So often I see, and this I'm guilty of this too, my clients get caught up in the amount of time and effort they put in to an offering, whether it's a product or a service for their clients, and then how upset they are that people just don't come flocking to them, right? Like if you are launching a podcast, you know all the work it takes to get set up And there's a learning curve, right? There is a learning curve where you're spending more time learning and researching and growing in order to do something for the first time. And you can't put that that learning curve on your client. You You can't expect them to just show up so like, like you've done the hard work building it and now you just get to sit back and let them come to you. No, that's not how brand awareness works. If you build it, you need to figure out who it's for, tell them why it's worth their time and or money, and then repeatedly give them step-by-step directions on how to get there. What you're selling or offering is not a secret. So get out there and talk about it like it's the hottest news. You guys, when you create something new, I understand that it can be scary to really push the promotional envelope, to go all out and just put it out there, right? But you have to do that so people know about it, especially in the beginning, especially if you have a smaller audience. Now, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of people to buy interest into it, but you still need to get their attention. So before we dive in, I am going to give you my my top five ways to generate brand awareness. But before we get there, I just want to give you a little reminder of the definition we used last week or a couple weeks ago um, on the first brand awareness episode. So the definition comes from HubSpot and it says, brand awareness represents how familiar your target audience is with your brand and how well they recognize it. Brands with high brand awareness are generally referred to as trending, buzzworthy, or simply popular. Establishing brand awareness is valuable when marketing and promoting your company and products, especially in the early stages of business. And some some examples of brand awareness in conjunction with this definition are creating free content, sponsoring events, being interviewed on podcasts and shows, cross-promotion with other brands, And all of this results in logo recognition, product recognition, face recognition, and brand name recognition. The point of brand awareness is to let people know about you and your business, and more specifically, to let the right people know how you can help them. So you want to ask yourself, where are they spending their time? What do they need? And I know a lot of you get to this point. You ask yourselves where they're spending their time and what do they need? And you have figured that out. And then you stop yourselves at getting in front of them consistently. You're just not talking about things enough, right? So we need to, and that's like going back to maybe like old fears, childhood conditioning, insecurities about 
repeating yourself, talking too much, being annoying. But the, the thing is with Instagram and social media and the lives set up the way they are, especially right now where, you know, it feels like the world has opened back up and our social calendars are full and people are traveling. You can't count on everyone seeing every post every time. And you never know what one thing that what one word or one message might catch someone's attention, right? You just have to keep trying and keep pushing it out there. And if it's not working the way you've been doing it and you've been doing it consistently and you've been trying it consistently, then mix it up. (laughs) Some of you are afraid to mix it up and you just keep repeating the same actions. Now, there's a difference between having consistently taken action and consistently being committed to, to growing your launch or to selling out something and not seeing the results that you wanted and then making a, a strategic marketing decision to say, okay, I'm going to let go of this offer now or I'm going to let go of this marketing action item now. And the difference between like, mm, I tried it for a second and this feels uncomfortable and weird, so I'm not going to pursue it, right? I felt like... um Alexis from Schitt's Creek right there, like, "Mm, not for me, that type of thing. Like, so you, you have to decide. So when you're trying something new, especially in the brand awareness realm, you have to be committed to the thing that you're launching, the thing that you're promoting, and then be willing to take action and experiment with those actions. These are things we talk about a lot here. So breaking outside of the typical marketing box of your own comfort zone, trying something new, mixing it up, right? Like I just reached out to someone um, with an idea I have for my business. So following those hunches and those ideas because you're committed to the big goal, right? You're committed to the dollar amount you want to make this year. You're committed to getting this new podcast off the ground. You're committed to getting the first five members in your new group that you've created. So how, what are some different ways to think about brand awareness and promoting your product and services and your business that that can get you excited, right, about this. So I'm going to share my top five ways to generate brand awareness, and they're not all traditional. So hopefully this inspires you all to start thinking about generating brand awareness and getting in front of people differently. So number one is to create free content that isn't time-consuming. So what I'm talking about here are quick and dirty experiments. This could be workshops, webinars, Instagram lives, stories, Instagram posts, podcast episodes, um, just things that are not going to take a lot of time on your end to create so that you can create the content quickly, push it out there in real time, test how it's working, tweak it, and then, and or toss it, right? So the faster you can create, the faster you can push it out and experiment, the faster you can make a decision about how to move forward with this action item. If you're getting so caught up and spending so much time in the creation process or the research process, you are missing the value that is given to you when you just 
tested. We talk about this a lot. Marketing is an experiment. You have to test things. I had a client this week, and this happens a lot in my client meetings. Clients come to me with a new idea, and we talk through how they can quickly and inexpensively test this idea with their target audience. And now when you test it, you do have to commit to testing it, right? So giving yourself a realistic time frame. 90 days is a great one. We are coming up on what quarter is it going to be? <laughs> is it the third quarter? Oh my gosh, we're coming up on July. So you have Q3, which is a great time to test things. And also like keep in mind right now that people are traveling, especially if their kids are out of school, especially if they are entrepreneurs. Their schedules are not what they used to be and they might not be spending as much time on social media. So you may have to get in front of them in more creative ways. Um, for example, you guys know last year I ran a series of 60-minute workshops. When people were more quarantined, more stuck at home in the winter time, they had more time to spend. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you have your own storefronts. You are launching new things. You do not have an hour to dedicate to me on an evening, right? You just don't. And so I am, I have really relied on this podcast and I am getting more creative in how I get in front of you all, right? Because I'm still growing my business too, right along with you all. Um, so number one was create free content that isn't time-consuming. That is an important side note there. Number two, lazy networking. This is my favorite, okay? I can't stand <laughs> your typical business networking group. I find, because what I do as a marketing coach is so different than a, a typical marketing consultant or someone you may hire as marketing help, because I'm not I am for the DIYers, the ones who want to do it themselves. I am not going to do it for you, right? And so when you go to these business events and you're networking with real estate individuals and people in the finance industry and things like that, they are not necessarily aligned with my way of thinking. So now while this could be good exposure for me and good practice for me to just, you know, practice my pitch and my messaging and get in front of people, um, it doesn't always sit well with me. Quite often, I, I leave those things feeling frustrated. Um, so for lazy networking, I suggest talking to people wherever you're already going. A lot of you have kids who are busy with activities this time of year. Rather than sitting in your car and reading, which is, if that's your alone time, that's also important, maybe sometimes mix it up. Get out of the car. Talk with the other parents there. Maybe rather than sitting off by yourself, sitting a little closer and getting in the mix. Now, if you're not extroverted, and this may not come naturally to you, I honestly don't like making small talk about my business in some of these other settings. However, if your time is limited and you need to network and you need to generate brand awareness, then it behooves you to have these smaller conversations because you never know Who's sitting next to you? And maybe you do. Maybe you've talked to them and you know that <laughs> it's not, not a go, but you don't know who they know, right? Just by introducing, they could be like, oh my gosh, my sister, for um, let's say, 
for me as a marketing coach. Oh my gosh, my sister just started her business. I'll let you know more about her. Um, or, or my mom, she's in the market for some handmade stuff. She's kind of redoing some things around the house. She's working with some local business owners and she was willing to talk about me. And so that's awesome. So it's just some not necessarily about getting a client in that moment, but who that person might tell that they met you. So kids activities, workout classes, grocery shopping, other shopping, right? I think shopping locally is a great way to generate awareness. Wearing, you know, like I know a lot of you um, are into fashion. And so you have, like I've gotten compliments on handmade earrings before. I've gotten compliments on different things. And I, I talk to people about the local small business environment. Like, oh yeah, have you been here before? That's where I got my earrings. And they're like, oh no, I'll have to check it out. And it's just like a really natural way to have a conversation. Again, the point here is not to get a client in the moment, but just to expand your brand awareness, to expand your reach and to let people who you are let people know who you are and what you do and how you can help them. Another thing under lazy networking is to join groups and attend things that pique your personal interest outside of your business. So this could be a workout group, a stepmom group. I'm in a stepmom group. Volunteering is an excellent way, especially if you are involved in your local community with a storefront or a business of any kind. I think it's important to let people know that you exist in that community and volunteering is a great way to do that. Also, the hair and nail salon. Like I always make sure to bring it up. My hairstylist and I even follow each other on Instagram. Your neighbors, right? Just chatting. I often wonder, and part of this goes back to asking questions, like opening up the door for conversation with your clients. Because if someone, my neighbors run into someone or or my brother-in-law, he's a teacher. And he, back when we had our office, Back right before the pandemic started, we were actually planning a field trip for some of his students to come and see what it looks like for local younger entrepreneurs and what we were doing there. So you just never know. Don't limit yourself to the ways that you can promote your business and your brand. Practice your pitch regardless of if you think they're your target audience or not. And if you don't think they are, like you really don't believe they are, it almost takes the pressure off, right? You It relaxes you a little bit. So number two was lazy networking. Talk to people where you're already going, join groups and attend things that pique your interest outside of business um, and just get, get creative there. Don't be afraid to bring this up. Now I understand this is a, a challenging one if you are more introverted than extroverted, but maybe take the challenge. Maybe don't do it all the time. Maybe you're having a particular good day. You had a strong iced coffee and you're feeling chatty. Go for it. Number three, events. Can you host an event somewhere to gain visibility? Can you pop up somewhere? Farmers markets, artisan markets, brand partnerships. You can pop up and host a virtual event online. You can do that in conjunction with someone else in your realm. And now these don't have to be long. Like you can go on Instagram live with 
someone in your industry to talk about a common topic, you can bring one of your clients on Instagram Live for like 10 minutes and talk about the, have them give like a live testimonial about what it's like to work with you as whatever it is that you do, right? Get them to like videos are impactful, but you just have to get creative here with Instagram. Um, we'll talk about that again, virtual. Okay. I jumped ahead a little bit there. So events, can you host an event somewhere to gain visibility? Can you pop up like a one-time pop-up? And the fun thing about these is that while they may be a little bit more time consuming, especially if you have products to pack up, you can decide whether or not you're going to do that again, right? So if you pop up at a local artisan market and that goes well for you, then you can schedule that again in the future. You can make that a recurring thing. If you pop up somewhere and you're like, well, I don't really think that was worth my time, but I tried it, then you can cross that off the list. So also pay attention to what's working. And another thing at events is that people might surprise you. So I um, was talking to someone and they told me a story. They were doing a pop-up event and they had someone who they wouldn't have pegged off the bat as their target audience, just kind of like crashed the space. They were they were waiting for their family to finish shop, shopping and this person just kind of crashed the space. And the business owner I was talking to was like at first a little pissed, like, hey, can't you see we're doing something here? And then chose to broach the subject, have a conversation with this person who was sitting in the space and had no idea like what the pop-up was about. And it turns out this was the exact ideal client that the, the woman, the business owner running the event was looking for. And so by doing these pop-up events and staying open to possibility and staying open to what if it works out rather than talking yourself out of it. Like, oh, I can't believe I signed up to do this event. I'm not going to be able to go. Why am I spending the time doing this? It's not even my target audience. Like if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be open to the possibility that this is going to work out. I think um, Tammy was talking about this on her Instagram today. Like rather than focusing on what if it doesn't work, putting your energy behind what if it does. So having fun with it and holding it loosely. And if it doesn't work, then you learned that you won't do those moving forward, right? We'll do better next time. We'll choose differently next time. You're just learning and evaluating here. And then the one, two, three, fourth one is virtual networking. So you can use meetup.com to find a bunch of different groups, both virtual and in-person. You can use Facebook groups. You can use social media networking. Um, the way you would network on social media is to start following hashtags that your ideal clients follow and engaging with them through those hashtags, um, using those hashtags on your content, swiping up, commenting, but you have to be genuine and authentic. Um, a lot of the social media experts there will say like, spend, set a timer for 10 or 15 minutes and just like peruse your ideal audience's content and interact with them there. What are they searching for? Another way to learn more about your audience online is to do a quick Google search of key terms. Like what are they looking up when they are searching for 
a handmade candle? Are they looking for a soy-based candle? Are they looking for a local hand-poured candle? These key words will help you with your messaging so you can start infusing them and sprinkling them in just like your brand pillars into everything that you're doing so that when people are typing those things in or typing a hashtag in for a local photographer in Aurora, Illinois or Chicago, Illinois, that you pop up. Are you coming up when they're searching for the problem they're looking to solve online? All right, and then the last one, number five, is speaking gigs. So presenting at networking events is a great way to gain exposure. I volunteer with SCORE, which is a national like um, business organization, and so I do free marketing presentations there, and I know I'm delivering value from those as a result of those presentations, and I also know I'm getting in front of a lot of people. Um, W, the Women's Business Development Center is a great resource. The Small Business Development Center, depending on where you're located, is also a great resource. Networking events, artisan markets, again, just getting involved. Don't underestimate the power of just putting yourself out there. Sometimes the best marketing you can do is just like old-fashioned, boots on the ground, getting in front of people and not on the back end, like trying to optimize your SEO or um, the algorithms on social media. So that's it for this episode, episode number 114, Brand Awareness Part 2, my top five ways to generate brand awareness, creating free content that isn't time-consuming, lazy networking, so networking right where you already are, Um, events, getting creative with pop-ups or hosting events, virtual networking, and speaking gigs. If you have any ideas to add to this list, let me know. Make sure you're taking advantage of hashtags and time you're spending um, wherever it is. Just put yourself out there. Trust me, it works. Marketing isn't magic. You are. Don't forget it. The magic of marketing is you and it comes up over and over and over again. I just told my business coach the other day and she shared it on her Instagram, but I was like, she shared something about (laughs) um, Elliot, what's his, I cannot remember his real name, but Detective Stabler from Law and Order SVU. And I used to be obsessed with that show. So any, she shared something about him and then I swiped up and we just like, started talking about it and I told her, you know, it's never the it's never the marketing things she she's educating me about that sell me on her and wanting to work with her. But it's always the personal things that I'm like, yeah, hell yes. I love this woman and I'm so happy I work with her. And then of course I love like her marketing and sales knowledge and expertise and I find that very valuable. Um, But it's those personal touches that get people to engage with you and feel connected to you and ultimately further that trust within your relationship and get them closer to paying you. And the first step to doing that is to getting in front of them and is to get in front of them and let them know who you are and what you do and how you can help them, what problem you're solving for them. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. I will be back with you soon. 
Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode, including our daily journal prompts, short mini episodes to help you get your marketing mindset right for the day. And if you're ready to commit to leveling up your marketing skill set, to growing your business, and to changing your life for the better, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Now go kick some marketing ass.